0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we talk to you today about how Jesus waited. Anybody get tired of waiting besides me? Oh my goodness, things like traffic in central Kentucky now that we're past Thanksgiving into the month of December and the Christmas season is upon us. Just so much more traffic, having to wait at a lot of stoplights. And uh, uh, what's the old saying? Be careful what you pray for. You ask God to help you uh, with patience and uh, quite often you get to practice it, right? (laughs) Oh goodness, but today I want to talk to you about how Jesus waited just like you and I wait. Uh, We've been basing these Monday and Tuesday talks over the past seven weeks off of a book uh, called After Amen by Rusty George and uh, sharing about what we learned from the teachings of Jesus and from this book, After Amen by Rusty. And also in my 40-plus years as a follower of Jesus, what I've learned when I'm waiting on God to answer a prayer in my life. And uh, if you missed those past uh, seven weeks on Monday and Tuesday, I believe a couple weeks ago, we actually had a three-day program on one of them because I just felt like there was so much that I wanted to share. But just to kind of recap real quickly, uh, the points of action that we have learned from uh, the teaching of Jesus in the Bible about prayer, and I've learned in my own life and the book after, amen. Amen. things that we've reflected on so far are points of action number one working while we wait to answer God uh, when God's delayed in answering a prayer it's not a time for just uh, inactivity that we need to keep working while we're waiting on God secondly uh, to align our prayers with the why you know God's why for everything uh, revolves around does it advance his kingdom? And we need to kind of maybe sometimes look at our prayers and maybe while they haven't been answers are, you know, are these maybe selfish prayers and not prayers that kind of line up with God's kingdom. Third thing we talked about is just sometimes we have delays is because God's waiting on us to do the next right thing after we say amen. It could be something such as a big thing about offering forgiveness to someone that's really hurting you, or maybe it's uh, you know scheduling that appointment with a doctor because you've just not been feeling good, or maybe you're struggling with your mental health and you need to schedule an appointment with your physical doctor. Maybe tell them what's going on first or with a good Christian counselor. Then we talked about yielding the how. Um, you know, a lot of times we pray, and not only do we pray to ask God to help us, we want to tell him how to answer it and how to help us, right? <laughs> Anybody else guilty besides me of doing that? Then we talked about sharing the last 10%. You know, a lot of times in conversations, relationships, we share 90% of what we really think or feel, but we're kind of hesitant to share that last 10%. And that's usually where breakthrough happens in friendships, relationships, whether it's personal or vocationally, when we share that last 10%. And God wants the same thing. He wants an authentic, a raw, a real relationship with us. And maybe one of the reasons you're not getting answer to your prayer, there's been a delay in God answering that, is because he's waiting for you to be just completely honest, to be transparent, just to share with him how you really feel. And I want to remind you, friends, he's a big, big God, and he can take it. We've also been looking at uh, running through the checklist. Uh, you know, in the Bible, we listed seven things that share with why sometimes God uh, can't answer our prayers. And Doesn't mean that he doesn't still love us, but because of sin in our lives. And we looked at seven things in the Bible that share our reasons why sometimes God does not answer our prayers. And then we talked about preparing along the way that sometimes why God's delayed in answering our prayers after we say amen is because he's preparing something in us But quite often also, maybe he's doing things in other people's lives and he can't answer our prayer because he is preparing us and others before he can answer it. And then last but not least, we talked about when we're in a season of waiting and the enemy's wanting us to doubt, does God really care? Do your prayers even get past the ceiling? That we need to be remindful. We need to remember God's faithfulness in the past. And, friends, when we do that, um, it just encourages me. And I know the holidays, they can be the most wonderful time of the year, just a real powerful time of the year, a time of celebration, love, and just Thanksgiving. But I also know they can be, for some, the most painful time of the year. Uh, Some friends of mine recently, uh, her dad just died unexpectedly of a heart attack on Thanksgiving uh, Eve and just – You know, this will be the first Christmas without him. And I remember what it was like when it was the first Christmas without my dad back in 2016. And um, I just know for some people listening that, you know, it's just – It it, it can be a painful time of year, man. I just want you to be encouraged by today's program. And today we just want to let you know that uh, we're praying for you, praying for all the people that listen, both on the radio to our podcast. So many faithful listeners like Tom Haley and Jeff Musgrave, Sherry Matherly. Uh, Don Hansel, just a few uh, I mentioned there. Uh, so many more. Renee Kiris that listens, I know, quite often to the Saturday uh, email blast where we send out all five programs. And uh just want to say thank you to everybody that listens. Uh, I want to remind you, we have a YouTube channel, and uh, sometimes we have technical challenges, which are due to me. <laughs> But we don't have uh, all of our programs on YouTube, but quite often there are a lot of them, and I want to encourage you to subscribe to her YouTube channel. Just simply type in "Hope is Here" or my, and my name Greg Horn H O R N, and hope you'll subscribe to it. If you're blessed by our program, leave a comment. We greatly appreciate it. I Also, want to encourage you to, to sign up to get our weekly email blast. Just go to our website, HopeIsHereToday dot org. We just send out one on Saturday, kind of with a recap of uh, the five programs that aired on the radio that week, and also sometimes with ministry updates, things that God's doing in the ministry outside of the radio and podcast. Well, today, as we talk about how Jesus waited, uh, one of the things we've been basing things on the past seven weeks on Mondays and Tuesdays is a quote by Corey Tim Boom. She was a lady that just endured the Nazi concentration camps back in World War II in just some horrific conditions, talking about waiting on God to move. And she had this great quote. Uh, one time she said, you know, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Mm, it's so powerful. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? And, you know, friends, when we do that, uh, you know, a lot of times just Prayer is just the thing when we get in an emergency, when we get a flat tire, right? You know, then we got to pull out the spare tire. Well, God, i got to come spend some time with you now because I need help. And, friends, God loves to help us, but he also wants an ongoing personal, real relationship with us. And I just want to encourage you to um, just make it a part of your everyday life. We've been talking about this consistently, but if you're able to drive when you get in the car in the morning, just you put your hands on that steering wheel, 10 and 2, then just invite God to be a part of your day and ask him to show you where he's working and to join him in it. and Ask him to help you be the hands and feet of Jesus that day. But I do want to ask a question. Has uh, anyone ever flown on an airplane before? say most of you have. And, you know, I mean, you think about it. Most of the time, when you get on, the pilot's quite often there in the cockpit as you enter, standing in front of the cockpit, greeting you. Uh, he's smiling. He's confident. He's peaceful. He welcomes you. And, you know, it seems like he's ready for a great flight, and he's very calm. And uh, but you know, it it was opposite. It'd be kind of concerning, wouldn't it? if he was sweating, he was trembling, and he was like, hey, I need need you to pray. Uh, I'm concerned about this plane, or uh, I'm just not feeling well. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd probably skip that flight and take my chances on another, right? Well, uh, I kind of went through a situation like that one time. I was fortunate to go back home with uh, uh, my best friend from college, a guy named Rob Locke, and uh, we went home, and we got there, and we were spending time, and He lived in a town kind of like Nicholasville, Kentucky, in California. And then we were going to fly to go to Mexico to spend a week on vacation at a timeshare that his family had. And I knew that his dad uh, worked at a junior college and taught flying, so I knew he had a lot of experience, but I didn't know what the plane was going to look like. When I got there, it was kind of small, and it was older, and I was kind of a little bit concerned, okay? (laughs) But Rob's mom was going with us, and uh, I thought, you know, if she trusts uh, Dad and Rob in this plane, I can have faith also. But, man, when I was waiting to get in that plane, as we travel and waiting to get to our destination in Mazatlan, Mexico, don't mind telling you that while I was waiting, it was a little bit nerve-wracking. You know, sometimes like that, when we're waiting on God, it can be nerve-wracking also, doesn't it? But it doesn't have to be like that. And one of the things about Jesus that makes me marvel is the faith that he has in his Father, our Heavenly Father. I love the quote by Rusty George from the book After Amen. He says, you know, it's one thing to put faith in Jesus. It's another to have the faith of Jesus. You know, the Son of God, if he trusts his Father and he shows us how to do the same, even when he has to wait, Jesus was never nervous about his Father even when his father often seems silent. You know, we've been covering these eight things I just shared with earlier that tells us uh, that Jesus tells us to do while we wait. But what does Jesus do while he waits? I think we often just assume that because Jesus was God in the flesh, he had no questions for his father or curiosity while he waited. But in the 24 hours leading up to Jesus' crucifixion, We see Jesus struggle with this, and he models for us what to do when God seems silent or worse, says no. Jesus, like us, he knows what it's like when God seems silent. I want to say that again. Jesus, like you and me, knows what it's like when God seems silent. Let's go back to the night before Jesus crucified. It appears everything is getting more intense. The disciples are unaware, but they do know that this Passover feast seems a little bit different than the last two that they have spent with Jesus. They appear to be meeting in a room that they have not used before. Jesus washed their feet when they entered, and now they all feel a little bit awkward. Then Jesus starts to pray. His most intimate conversation with the Father that they have ever heard. In fact, it's so personal, it appears that Jesus isn't even aware of them in the room. He prays for many things in this prayer, but, the, but one in particular seems to go unanswered. In John chapter 17, verses 11 and 15, Jesus says, Now I am departing from the world, but they are staying in this world. Talking about the disciples, of course. But I am coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe and from the evil one. Jesus asked the Father and his disciples to remain united just as much as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are also united. I mean, this is an unbreakable bond. This is a glory... Deferring self-focused, team-first unity that's unprecedented. Jesus prays for the disciples to be protected from the evil one. To be shielded by the hand of his father so that the enemy who appears to be winning over Jesus will not gain any ground over his followers. But over the course of the next few hours, they seem to be anything but that. Let's think about it. One's going to betray Jesus. Another will deny knowing Jesus three separate times, and the rest will scatter running for their lives. They are anything but unified and protected. Wouldn't these be prayers you'd think the Father would say yes to? I mean, in the past, Jesus has prayed for fish and loaves to multiply, and they did. He's asked for Lazarus to come forth, and he did. Now Jesus gets silence. So, friends, Jesus can relate to you and me. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we'll take a look at how Jesus waited. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today, where you can make a safe and secure online donation, or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today.